Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. Today I'm sharing with you some lessons that are available for you to learn as you walk through your infidelity journey. And these are all lessons that this journey taught me and I want to share those with you because they're available for you to learn as well. And the very first lesson that I'm going to kick this podcast episode off with is that you just learn not to get your panties in a wad so easily. And I used to get so worked up about so many things. And I think when I realized that I had learned this lesson was just having conversations with with family. And I've just realized that this journey has given me so much perspective. And that perspective helps me to see what's really important and what I should worry about and where I should focus my time and my energy and my emotions. When you have the ability to do that, you create it for yourself just a sense of calmness in so many areas of your life because the infidelity journey just gives you so much perspective on what matters most, what's really important, what's worth worrying about, and what's not worth worrying about. And so when you have that perspective, then there's so many things in life that you're like, yeah, I'm just not spending time on that. And I notice this especially when I am oftentimes talking to family members. There's very little drama I get myself into. There's just not a lot of things that are going to get me worked up and worried and in a frenzy about. And I think I think that's because for me, I feel like I have felt my lowest lows and oftentimes what's a lot of people think is a big deal. I'm like, yeah, that is not a big deal. So that was probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned and is available to you is that you just don't worry about things as much and you find perspective. Another lesson that is available to you is this this deep, Gratitude and appreciation for the good and honest and faith-filled men of the world. Whether you, uh, you know, for me, I ended up walking through divorce as well. And for a long time, I carried the belief that men weren't trustworthy and men were cheaters. And I had a lot of heavy thoughts about men and I just was willing to allow myself to see, wait a minute, there are still good men in the world 
and they are available to me. And so learning to appreciate, whether that's your dad, whether that's your pastor, uh, another a dear friend's husband, a new man you meet in your life, like learning to appreciate and value the good and honest, faith-filled men in your life, you just, you just get a deeper gratitude and appreciation for them. Another lesson available to you is the ability to love your body really, really well. Because at some point you realize, oh my gosh, I have put this body through so much. I'm starving it. I'm talking horribly about it. And yet it just keeps showing up for you. It it keeps being a workhorse. It keeps you moving forward. Now, granted, yes, are there things physically that sometimes happen to your body when you encounter the stress of infidelity? Yes. Did I have trouble sleeping for a while? Yes. Did I lose weight? Yes. Did I have start having little blackout spells because I lost too much weight and my blood pressure was too low? Yes, but all of that happened in seasons when I wasn't loving my body well. And I have learned that you can't heal a body you hate. You can't lose weight from a body you hate. And so you have to learn to love your body so that it can love you back. And now I see my body as this temple that I need to take care of and worship and love and nurture. And I'm so grateful for that because the way I have learned to love on my body is so, I just don't take it for granted. I don't take wellness. I don't take the ability to handle hard things. I just don't take anything for granted that my body can do for me. I think another lesson that comes out of, of infidelity is you, you really find out what true friendship is and who your truest friends are because they come out of the woodwork when you are walking through this. Now, I realize some of you walk through this silently and I'll, actually a lot of you walk through this silently and I know that and I am sorry that you don't get to experience the drove of friends that show up for you when this becomes a public walk. And for me, it only became a public walk because he separated and we were getting divorced. And then it was, you know, everybody knew that something was going on in our marriage. But I think that we often, as we walk through this infidelity, especially if we're trying to work it out, number one, we keep it, it's a secret and we keep it to ourselves. We don't talk about it. And we carry all of this guilt and this shame and we carry so many things around about the infidelity and we and we often start to seclude ourselves off from other people because it's easier to avoid other people and to stay away from other people than to maybe have to explain or tell your story or be honest about what's going on. And I know for me, I spent a lot of years just thinking I didn't have friends. Like I just, I didn't have friends. The story I loved to tell myself was I'm just not a good friend. And so I really 
wholeheartedly expected to walk through this journey with just my siblings, my cousins, my parents, my aunts, my uncles supporting me, and that was it. And that wasn't the case. Friends showed up, like I said, in droves. They came out of the woodwork to walk with me on my journey, to support me in the best ways possible, to love on me in ways that I hadn't been loved on in a really long time. And it taught me to value friendship, to not take it for granted, but it also taught me that friendships are just as important as family and to not get so hyper-focused on family, which I can do, and forget about my friends. And that's a lesson I I have carried with me into my second marriage, and I find myself wanting to only spend my time with my family, with my husband, with my children, and having to remind myself how important it is to also nurture my friendships. And that's a lesson I learned from walking through infidelity that I'm very, very grateful for. I have said all along that when you walk through infidelity and and divorce, you learn to get your faith and your finances in check. And so this is another lesson for me of when you walk through this journey and you learn to heal your body from the trauma of infidelity, you get really clear on what your values are, what you value most. Is it restoring your marriage? Is it making sure your children have the best life possible? Is it getting your family to church? And I think that when I was married, we just didn't share the same values in a lot of ways. And that's okay because sometimes you don't always share the values, but you know, maybe you, you can meet in the middle. In some ways we did meet in the middle, but once I got out on my own and I was healing from the infidelity and I was trying to, to create the life that I wanted to have outside of this marriage, I really started to realize what was most important to me. And what I found was some of the things, some of the things that I valued the most, I wasn't doing inside of the infidelity. And so I was able to make those priorities again and get those things back into focus in my life. And one of those was my faith and how I practiced my faith. And one of those was my finances and how I practiced my finances and where I allocated money and what, you know, what was important as far as my finances came. And one of the things that was really, really important for me was traveling with my children. I wanted to see as much of the country. I, I, I wasn't, I had never dreamed big enough of seeing as much of the world, but I certainly had dreamed big enough of seeing as much of the country as we could while my children were still young enough and wanted to travel with me. And I have some great memories of trips of just the kids and I. But that would not have happened if I had not set up my finances in a way that gave us extra income to travel. And that meant going out to eat less, buying new home decor things less, buying less clothes, not stopping at the gas station and picking up snacks, like packing our lunches, packing snacks in the car, packing our own waters instead of buying waters when we go out. Like there were so many little choices that we made along the way to make travel a priority. 
But the, the lesson I learned was that you are your most authentic self and you, and you love your life that you create when you get back to your core values. And what are your core values? Is it really, really important for you to make family time? Is it really, really important for you to have dinner around the table every night? Is it really, really important for you to have your family in church every Sunday morning? Is it really important for you to get yourself out of debt? Like, what are the things that you value most and how can you make those a priority in your life? And that was the lesson that I learned from my infidelity. I think that there are so many more lessons that I feel like, well, actually another lesson is that when I walked into my second marriage, I learned to appreciate what I have in my second marriage so much more. I don't, I think the lesson I learned was I don't take things for granted. Not in my marriage, not in my finances, not in my life, not in my faith, not in my friendships. We get comfortable and we start to take things for granted. And that's just normal. That's the normal human way. But I have learned to create such appreciation for what I have because I'm reminded often of the time when I longed for what I have now. And so when you can create that gratitude and appreciation for what you have, another lesson I learned is this idea of romanticizing the life that you have. And I know that you're thinking like, what? Romanticize my husband having an affair? No, I don't necessarily mean that. But I mean, find the parts of your life that are good and make them in your mind be even more amazing than they are. So I, I learned to find little ways to, and when I say romanticize, I mean to like make something seem grander than it is. So for example, maybe it's the way you, you know, this is okay. This is probably not the best example, but this is the first one that comes to my head. Like, like the way you make your bed, you know, you could just throw your covers up over your bed, throw your pillows on, be done. Or you can make making your bed like art and you have three throw pillows and you have, you have the fancy pillows and the regular pillows and the throw pillows and you have a little um, quilt that you drape over the end of it. And all of a sudden, making your bed becomes this beautiful work of art that you do every day. And so when you find the ability to create those little kinds of things in your life all day long, or maybe it's making your morning coffee. And instead of just, you know, throwing some creamer, you you make your own homemade creamer that's pumpkin spice and just takes it up a little notch and just makes it a little fancier than it was. Or you, or you go, you just buy the syrups at the store, but you buy a pretty little glass container and you put the syrup in a glass container, but finding ways 
to make the parts of life that are good, the parts of life that don't include your infidelity story, even better than they already are. Because that's one way that you can create the joy moments. And I have said all along that the the path to healing is learning to create joy moments and then learning to create more and more and more and more joy moments in your life. So these little snippets of your life that bring you joy. And it, like I said, can be as simple as buying a beautiful little glass container to keep your coffee syrup in. You know, buying a new picture to hang on your wall that brings you joy. Like just romanticizing the, the, the mundane and ordinary parts of your life and making them more, making them bring you more joy, I guess would be the right way to put that. I think infidelity has taught me how to be more empathetic, how to be more compassionate, how to be more forgiving, how to be more life-giving. And all of those are good qualities that I want to continue to nurture and grow in myself. And you can nurture and grow them in yourself too. Especially if you are choosing to restore the relationship learning to be more forgiving, learning to be more grace-filled, learning to be more empathetic, all of those are going to serve you so well. And this infidelity journey is an opportunity for you to practice those things. You know, I really, really do believe that this journey for you, it has a purpose. God has a plan for your life. And if you are willing to wake up to what that purpose and what that plan is, your life unfolds into magic, pure magic. I think the most important lesson, the last lesson I want to leave you with that this journey has taught me, and I hope it teaches you as well, is the ability to dream again. Because if you're like me, at some point during this infidelity journey, you stopped dreaming. You stopped envisioning what you wanted your life to look like. And you just decided that this was the life you had. And there was no changing it. And that's not true. You can walk through this infidelity and you can create whatever you want in your life. A beautiful beautiful marriage restored from the ashes, a beautiful second marriage that brings you more joy than you could have ever imagined, a beautiful, beautiful family as a single mom with so much contentment and joy in your home with your children, amazing friendships, a new career path, There's so much available to you as you walk through this journey. And if you're willing to learn the lessons available to you, your life will be transformed. And I say that in the best possible way. There is so much transformation available to you as you walk this journey. God is calling you to become a better version of yourself. And all you have to do is show up and answer the call. And part of that is learning 
to learn the lessons that are available to you. So hopefully this was helpful and maybe some of these are lessons you've already learned or I at least have your mind open to seeing what are some things that infidelity can teach you and what are some ways it can grow you as a person because I just want you to create the most amazing life from this experience and I know that's possible for you. So all righty, see you next week. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.